Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. American Radio's Daily Defense. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense, because they don't want me to, that's why I do it. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. From the Sig Sauer Studios, on the Daniel Defense Platinum Microphone. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom, Mark Walters. And here we go, garbage day at AAR Ranch. I am Mark Walters in the Sig Sauer Studios in front of the Daniel Defense powerful and platinum microphone. It's all being brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. Greg over in Dallas, Texas, how you doing today, my brother from another mother with all the bells and whistles and switches and cool lights and all that stuff over there behind the glass? No, I'm not doing too bad. Doing good? You having a good day today? It's garbage day here today. Did you get tacos in you last night? No tacos on Taco Tuesday? I did get tacos yesterday evening. I did. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. You live in Texas, and there's a lot of great places to get tacos in Texas. Absolutely. And good pizza for Tellys. We'll give them a shout-out. Hey, would you tell people, of course, we don't have video right now. We'll, We'll get that back up and running for you soon, but... Can you tell people where to participate in the chat before we get going with our guest for the hour, Dr. John Lott? I suppose so. If you'd like to join the live chat, just head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. There you go. And I do want to make a point before we get started today. Cutting Edge Firewood, our newest sponsor, delivered a new rack of white oak cooking and firewood today to the ranch. You've been expecting that delivery? I was, and Champ brought it over today. I got a great picture out there on Twitter. The best firewood ever, period. So check out Cutting Edge Firewood. They will also ship to you anywhere in the United States. Barbecue, fire pits, and guns, they all go together. Making, I, I guess I can call it a, a rare daytime show appearance. Dr. John Lott, welcome to the program, my, fun, my friend, crimeresearch.org. You ready to have some fun? Sure. Uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, it's always a pleasure. John, before I get started with a couple of pieces that you've written and and ask you some questions as the days go by, it, it, some of what you wrote a week ago or two weeks ago conjures up new images to me. But something that I've been talking about all week and I'm noticing in the news news over the last few days, you know, Boston or, or Philadelphia police commissioner quits and Mayor Kenny, the Democrat in Philadelphia, praised her murders are up violent crime is up over her tenure he's praising her and said she did a great job through four years of having to put up with trump we've got austin texas where we've got a terrible problem with policing we've got minnesota police departments are i think down now 46 percent nationwide some departments are down hundreds of officers increasing in retirement to the tune of double digits and now the mayor or the uh, police commissioner in boston The Second Amendment Foundation is suing the commissioner for failures over substantial and untenable delays in the police department's processing of firearms license applications. John, in my simple mind, when all of this happens, crime goes up, the left screams, 
more guns are not the answer. We need new background checks, everything else. Yet we're seeing with our own eyes, there's a report out today, Beverly Hills is just about dead. I mean, there's retail shops that are never coming back, once high-end retail shops. What, what is it people can't get through their heads when they see this happening? Right. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. You make it less risky for criminals to go and commit crime, they're going to com- commit more crimes. And the problem is once these things kind of get out of control in order to kind of get back, you're going to have to have a lot of police for some period of time to get things under control more than you even had uh, to begin with. But they've made it so that being a police officer in many of these places is not a very desirable job. Uh, Some of these uh, Democratic states have have made it so that uh, officers are more legally liable if something goes wrong, you know, in their split-second decisions that they have to make. Uh, you know, they can wipe out all the money that they've saved up over their whole life. They can end up being in jail for doing things that weren't wrong. Uh, you know, you look at the George Floyd thing. I think anybody who followed uh, that trial very carefully thinks that uh, the outcome of that wasn't just in the sense that, you know, uh, the coroner uh, couldn't find any damage to uh, George Floyd's neck. Uh, he had lethal amounts of opioids uh, in his in his body. And yet, you know, they wanted to hold somebody liable, and so they ended up holding the officer there. Now, maybe he could have done things more perfectly, but that's a lot different than saying that the person should be criminally liable there. And so, you know, officers see the way other officers are being treated and they say, you know, I'd rather do something else. Or they move to places like Florida, which gives them a bonus for moving down there. So they get nice warm weather and they get a much more hospitable climate to go and be a police officer. So John, are you are are you seeing a a correlation or are you looking into a correlation? I know it's it's a fairly recent phenomenon and there's not a lot of years to go back and study this. I never really thought I would ask this question ever, frankly, but where police departments are being depleted because of for these reasons, are you seeing or studying a correlation in a rise in private gun ownership or permitting? For example, we've got 27 constitutional carry states nebraska just the first just five days ago became the latest to go into effect are you seeing a correlation or is do you expect to see a correlation in a rising gun ownership in these in these blue towns and cities where this is happening predominantly well i don't think there's any doubt about that i mean i I think in more guns less crime i showed that there was some relationship between crime rates and people's interest in getting concealed carry permits. Surely I've put out a lot of work over the years showing that things like mass public shootings are related to people going and getting concealed carry permits. Uh, You know, you just look at uh, Google searches that people do uh, for concealed carry permits when there's an increase in uh, when there's been some mass public shootings that occur, they get a lot of news coverage. So, I mean, it's, I don't think there's a big question on that. Um, you know, people see that police can't protect them uh, because they're not being allowed to do their job or you have prosecutors not prosecuting people. 
And so they realize that they ultimately have to go and protect themselves. I think that's the reason why we've seen a big increase in, in gun sales over the last couple of years. And one of the things that helped push states to move to constitutional carry was during 2020, we had 20 states or so, uh, I think even your state of Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, that stopped issuing permits for some period of time. And so people see an increase in crime. They see that they can't get permits because the system's been closed down. And so one of the things that I think had to help push a lot of states to adopt constitutional carry kind of in the wake of uh, the COVID was because they want to make sure that they're not going to be trapped where they can't legally defend themselves if if there's some crisis that occurs again. I mean, there there are other reasons uh, for the change, but I'm just saying that I think because we've had a lot of states just adopt it in the last few years, and a lot of that has to do with... uh, you know, the fact that uh, uh, they were stopped from issuing permits in many of these places. As you know, it was my wife's lawsuit, Walters v. Kemp, that put an end to that in the state of Georgia when we sued because she couldn't get her permit renewed because they had stopped renewing permits, but they were at the same time giving out old marriage licenses, for example, and business licenses. Judges were signing these but not signing concealed carry permits. We couldn't figure out why. Second Amendment Foundation and the Firearms Policy Coalition took the case. We sued. And while we had it, we drew an Obama judge who found my wife's Second Amendment rights were not violated. He did find that we did have a case against the probate judge. And the probate judge, as a result of that, when the case was dismissed, knew that we were likely going to sue him directly and began issuing permits again. So I take a lot of pride in that, that we helped put a stop to that with our name on that case. But I know, Greg, how much time do we have here? I want to get this question in. I think we're getting ready to take a break. 40 seconds. Okay, John, I'm just going to throw this question out. You can think about it during the break, and we'll go to it when we come back. But I want to go back to this lawsuit in Boston. I got the release just yesterday where SAF sues the Boston Police Commissioner over carry permit processing delays. And, of course, it's SAF and Firearms Policy Coalition combined with the Commonwealth Second Amendment uh, organization and four private citizens. The lawsuit is alleging that the B- uh, BPD licensing unit makes gun license applicants wait for many months before it provides them with appointments to be fingerprinted in order to complete their applications. The average delay appears to be in excess of six months, which directly delays the commencement of the background check process. When we come back with Dr. Lott, I want to dig a little bit into that. And just find out, I want to ask John to go into the future here. As these numbers rise as far as the time it takes to get a permit, corresponding crime increases, gun sales, etc. We'll be back. Lots to cover with Dr. John Lott. Three more segments to go. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. 
AAR listeners, this is the year I'm asking you to go out of your way to support our partners that keep this program on the air. It's essential to our existence and to the ongoing fight for the Second Amendment. Our newest partner, the Crime Prevention Research Center at CrimeResearch.org, headed by Dr. John Lott, is literally on the front line defending our freedoms and this program. While the anti-gunners spend millions spreading misinformation and lies, it's the CPRC and Dr. Lott advancing the real scientific understanding of the relationship between laws and gun ownership, improving the awareness and knowledge of this scientific understanding among the public, journalists, and policymakers, and enhancing public safety through these scientific advances, improving awareness and knowledge in the public eye. As a nonprofit, Dr. Lott needs our help to continue this groundbreaking research and getting it out to the public. Please, like I do, make a monthly donation, whatever amount, to the CPRC and help us tell the truth about our right to bear arms. You can do so at crimeresearch.org. Crimeresearch.org. Please help us today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Daniel Defense Firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, freedom, passion, precision. Welcome back inside Armed American Radio's six-hour studios here at AAR Ranch. Mark Walters, 
on the Daniel Defense Microphone. It's all being brought to you today and every day by X Insurance, Garbage Day at the Ranch. We've got a lot to talk with John about. And then in the second hour of the program, I won't get to anywhere near what I have to discuss with you, but we'll do the best we can. What we can't get to today, we'll try to get to tomorrow. Dr. Lott, welcome back, my friend. So I, I hate to, to ask you to see into the future, but I'm going to kind of do that because you've done this research in the past. It, this is kind of unique in the sense that we haven't seen police departments go through this, you know, over the last. Well, I, I think years. we have. I mean, have it just depends me. Tell me. on where it is. No, I mean, the Connecticut, there's parts of Connecticut, for example, that it takes over a year to get a concealed carry permit. Uh, you know, there are other places where they've delayed it in New York. And, and, you know, so you had the Bruin decision last year in places like Boston, I mean, Massachusetts was a main issue state. Places like Boston just weren't issuing permits. Even yeah. I, I knew people that were even uh, police officers, retired police officers who were trying to get permits and were being denied. Well, be Jersey is our prime get example. A permit to carry. And so, you know, is it really surprising that they're trying to delay it this way? Um, no, what, what I'm specifically referring to is not necessarily the delaying of the permits, which we've seen, particularly in places like New Jersey, New York, et cetera, uh, and cities and states, blue cities and states. You mentioned Connecticut, Boston now. But combined with a depletion of the police force, where we're right. seeing defunding of police officers or, or officers retiring because of the fears that you mentioned in the first segment. So... What is that? What do you expect to see? Let's just kind of drill down in Boston. What do you expect to see? This court case is going to take a while. They don't happen overnight, and they're going to fight it. They're going to continue to do what they do, just like New York. We're going to go to New York with you in just a couple minutes as well. But do you expect to see an uptick in crime? Do we see a correlation of people carrying guns unlawfully because they can't get their permit and they do have a fear of crime in their areas, particularly in the city where it's occurring, in this case, Boston? Do you expect to see that? Well, there, there may be some people who carry, but I think you're, you're the tech person who goes through the process to get a concealed carry permit tends to be pretty law-abiding to begin with. You and I have talked many times mm -hmm. about how law-abiding permit holders are. I mean, they're convicted of firearms-related violations, at about one-twelfth the rate that police officers are convicted of firearms-related violations, and police officers are rarely convicted, you know, about one-twentieth the rate of the general population. So, I mean, you know, might there be some people who are very fearful? I mean, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Susanna Hupp, uh, she decades ago had a stalker, and uh, at, at the time in Texas, uh, you weren't allowed to carry a, a concealed handgun. And uh, she talked to a prosecutor friend of hers, asked her what she should do. And he said, carry the, a gun. And she said, but it's illegal. And he said, it's better to be safe than sorry. And so she started doing it for a while. But, you know, the story, uh, mm -hmm. she felt bad breaking the law and um decided to to stop caring and she was walking into Luby's cafeteria restaurant realized she still she'd gone target practice shooting that morning and realized that she still had her handgun in her on her and so she went back locked it in her car and of course 10 minutes later that guy comes barreling through the plate glass windows of the 
Luby restaurant there and starts killing people. And she could see her car uh, through the broken windows with the gun in it, but she wasn't able to reach it. And so, you know, you have, you know, for some period of time, she broke the law, but she felt very bad about it. Law-abiding citizens who have no criminal record have a lot to lose by breaking those types of laws. And so they they usually don't. They're usually extremely law-abiding. That doesn't mean it doesn't ever happen, but I don't think you're going to see a big increase in the number of people who are illegally carrying. You may see some. Yeah, we but won't really know. Faces. Go ahead. We won't really know because nobody's going to talk about it unless there's an arrest. Right. So let me go over to Billings, Montana. Back on the 29th, Montana, gosh, Montana, this is a state I've had a really difficult time trying to figure out over the years. But you have a piece up on CrimeResearch.org. Billings, Montana man doesn't realize the sidewalk in front of his home isn't classified as his property. Stepping on the sidewalk violated the 1,000-foot gun-free zone uh, rule around schools. People can, and you mentioned here in the story, I'll quote, people can have guns on their property within 1,000 feet of a school, but Gabriel Metcalf stepped onto the sidewalk in front of his school and got arrested, not realizing the sidewalk was not classified as part of his property. So a couple questions come to mind. How did he get arrested? I'm going to assume he was openly carrying the gun was visible. Otherwise, how would they know? And number two, what effect does this have Again, criminals violate these laws every single day. It's only law-abiding people that follow them. That's going to be the same mantra we go to with New York with their new gun laws in just a second. But I thought this was an odd case, and it kind of it kind of works well with what we were just talking about with people. We do law-abiding people want to violate the law. Susanna Hupp, as you know, I sat on the panel with her on the Stossel Show and with Nikki at Fox News, and she flat out told John Stossel she would never follow that law ever again. She would have absolutely carried a gun after that because of what happened to her. So I know people feel right. that way, and it's easy to say after the fact. But here we have this goofy thousand foot on a sidewalk. How did the guy even get arrested? I, I think he had the gun open. Uh, you know, in Montana, uh, you actually see people open carry once in a while. Uh, so, um, you know, as opposed to having lived in Pennsylvania and stuff where – you may have 15% of the adult population with permits, but people just don't openly carry in Pennsylvania. And, uh, you know, it's not a huge number that carry openly, but you see some. Uh, you know, I don't know anything more than's been reported in the news stories there, but, uh, you know, it's you have this crazy gun-free school zone act that uh, went into effect in 94, People think that they can make areas safer by banning guns in certain areas. And and you and I have talked about many times it has the exact opposite effect. So you have three years in prison for violating uh, the gun-free school zone. Well, for you or I, becoming a felon and putting us in jail for three years with oh. prison would dramatically change our lives. Of our course. life would be ruined at that point. But if you have somebody who's going to go and murder eight people and assuming that they even live from the attack, and it doesn't make any sense to say, okay, they're willing to face eight life sentences or eight death penalties 
But adding those additional three years in prison for violating the gun-free zone, that is just too much, and that will keep them from going and committing the crime. That's the deal breaker right there, ladies and gentlemen. We ask every day, we ask yesterday, what's that one law? What's that one new law? We're going to pivot to New York with John when we come back, and then to the FBI. We'll tie everything together for you. We have two more segments with Dr. Lott. I guess I could say it's a rare weekday appearance. We appreciate John being here and taking time out of his busy schedule. We'll be right back with Dr. John Lott, crimeresearch.org. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right, because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. Armed American Radio listeners, the Gun Rights Policy Conference for 2023 is upon us. The GRPC this year being held in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona at the Marriott Phoenix Hotel at the airport, September 22nd through September 24th. This year's theme is Road to Liberty. Come meet me, A.W.R. Hawkins, Alan Gottlieb, John Lott, and many others. Again, September 22nd through September 24th, the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Visit SAF.org to register today. Register at SAF.org. We'll see you there. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus 1 rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. Hi, it's Mark Walters, your host of Armed American Radio. If your company sells only the highest quality products and you're looking for a way to reach these listeners, you're talking to the right guy. Armed American Radio has a package available to fit every budget, from startup to the seasoned advertiser looking for that perfect way to reach this massive audience on roughly 250 stations in the top markets in the nation. We're everywhere, and the show continues to explode across the country after 10 years. Together, we can help you reach a highly engaged and extremely knowledgeable audience. To hear your brand on this huge radio program for less than you ever thought possible and to speak directly with me, reach out to CCW Broadcast Media LLC right away at mark at armedamericanradio.org. Mark at armedamericanradio.org. And together, we'll bring your brand to Armed American Radio listeners and keep this powerful voice for gun rights on the airwaves. Again, to speak directly to me, reach out to me at mark at armedamericanradio.org. That's mark at armedamericanradio.org. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. 
Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The Gold Set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The Gold Set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. The following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Yes, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walters filling you a prescription for freedom here on the Daniel Defense Microphone in the Sig Sauer Studios here at AAR Ranch. It's all being brought to you by X Insurance. Please go out of your way and visit all of our partners, including CrimeResearch.org. You heard me mention our newest partner, and that's cutting-edge firewood. That's the firewood I've used here at the ranch for both outdoor fires and for cooking wood in various forms for several years. Another delivery was made to my house today. They will deliver to you anywhere in the continental United States. Stop messing with crappy, cheap, big-box store moldy wood. Quit stuffing cardboard under there. Light it with one match. Be done with it. Be the envy of your neighbors. And if you're using the smokers like I do, best cooking wood you'll ever use. You'll be a pro overnight. Welcome back in. Dr. Lott, so so many questions come to mind. I'd like to put, my, put this in perspective for myself. I don't live in a real high crime rate area. However, if I did, I, I think I'm going to make a core like, like prohibition. You ban booze and otherwise law-abiding people are hanging out in speakeasies and distilling their own booze. It creates sure. an underground. I, you know, so we talk about law-abiding people. Yeah, it would scare me if I lived... The law scares me. I don't want to face the judicial system as a law-abiding citizen. Prison petrifies me. I'm old enough to remember the Scared Straight documentaries. I, I don't want anything to do with prison. So it, it keeps me on the straight and narrow. But if I lived in a high-crime rate area, I'm likely going to think a little differently here when I can't get a permit from a police officer who, at his own discretion, is keeping that from me. I would just see, it seems to me that, like we saw with Prohibition, I think you're going to see a lot. I think you're going to see that underground there. And so let's keep that in mind and pivot to New York, because beginning this week in New York, you now need background checks for ammo. You can't buy ammo if you've been convicted of a felony offense as a fugitive from justice, unlawful user. Everything that's already unlawful under federal law is now state law in New York. Nick's checks are reverting to the state, not the feds, the FBI. We're going to go to the FBI in a few minutes. What's the effect of this going to be in New York? One more law. This, there's not a criminal anywhere that's going to say, ah, I can't use that gun. I don't have ammo for that caliber. I have to get a background check to buy the ammo. 
oh, and I can't use Bob's gun because I have to get a background check. So I guess the liquor store robbery is off on Friday. John said no criminal ever. Right. Well, I mean, what it's going to do is it's going to make it a lot more costly for law-abiding citizens to get ammo because now you're going to have to pay for a background check uh, to go and get ammo. And so, uh, you know, maybe just in the price of the ammunition, but, you know, in in New York City, uh, you're talking about anything. I think there's, at least as of a few years ago, there was one store that did a background check for $125, and then there was... Others that would do it for 175 or 200. Uh, you know, I think you get outside of New York City, you're you're probably talking about places that may be able to do it for like 80 dollars or something for the background checks. So I, I don't know what they're going to be charging for the ammunition, but it, I would suspect it's going to be a lot more expensive uh, to go and get ammunition that's been in the past. So essentially, they're taxing right. uh, ammunition sales there. And uh, I think the law-abiding people who go to the store and buy uh, ammo are going to find it more expensive, and they're going to train less, and they're going to practice less. And it's just one way of of making it so that people are less likely to own guns for protection. Um, And, you know, it's uh, the background check system itself is a mess. I don't know, moving into the state is necessarily going to change anything that's going on because I assume they're still going to be relying on the NICS system that's there for at least part of the check that they have. And, uh, you know, the problem that you face is that gun control advocates will say there have been 4 million uh, dangerous prohibited people that have been stopped from buying guns because of background checks. but. Something that you and I have talked about many times is that's simply false. What they should say is there have been 4 million initial denials. And I think something around 99% of those are mistakes. You know, it's one thing to stop a felon from buying a gun. It's another thing to stop somebody simply because they have a roughly phonetically similar name and similar birthday to a felon. And, and that overwhelmingly... Democrats claim that they care about the poor, that they care about minorities, but the error rates are particularly high for black and Hispanic males. 34% of black males in the United States have felony backgrounds. 18% of Hispanic males have felony backgrounds. 6% for whites, 3% for Asians. The problem is, is that people tend to have names similar to others in their racial groups, Hispanics have names similar to Hispanics. Blacks have, tend to have names similar to other blacks. And so it's not too surprising that you're going to have more errors among Hispanic and black males simply because you have such a high percentage of people in those groups which have felony backgrounds. And so, you know, it, it's easy to fix it. Democrats refuse. They'll fight you tooth and nail against fixing. All you have to do to fix it is require that the federal government have to meet the same standards for doing background checks that private companies have to meet. If it's good enough for private companies to have to follow certain rules, why not require that the government has to meet the same standards? But, but no, they'll fight against that. So, you know, you... You know, That's because it's I not think, about what they say it's about, John. We, we know that. 
Right. It's exactly. it's about control. And when you, you you know we talk about New York and the background checks, I mentioned this yesterday on the on the Daily Show here that it's about the money because there are a series of new fees. Clearly, it's about money. It usually always is if you follow the Benjamins. But this gives state control and takes it away from the feds. So my fear is that they can just delay and you know indefinitely because the state right. is in control and not have to worry about federal law. And I, I, I feel certain that that's what you're going to see in the state of New York. But when you live in upstate New York, which is fairly red, and get out of the blue areas of the Democrat-run cities, the impact that this is going to have is purely going to be financial, and I believe is designed to just keep people, just finally make them, ah, that's it, I'm done, I'm not buying any more ammo, I'm not going through this, I have enough. And when you combine that with what the ATF is doing with local gun stores, revocations up nearly 600%, 122-plus law-abiding gun dealers put out of business for clerical errors, we begin to see a pattern emerge here of what their ultimate goal is. And that's to right. stop so, I mean, us the, from the Biden administration is pretty clear. They're just trying to, you know, uh, uh, there was uh, something put out by GOA that indicated that they found that there was uh, almost 2,000 2, uh, gun dealers who been put out of business under the uh, Biden administration. But, you know, just last week, you had uh, the ATF put out new rules based on the Bipartisan Safer Community Act uh, that essentially would institute universal background checks. That uh, if somebody sells a gun to somebody else and even just talks to them about the possibility of selling a second gun, they're going to be classified as a gun dealer. If you sell one gun and keep records on what you paid for it and what you sold it for, you're going to be classified as a gun dealer. And so they're at the same time that they're putting thousands of gun dealers out of business on this crazy zero tolerance policy that they have. And there have been some amazing cases that have been coming down with regard to it. Uh, you know, they're trying to require everybody else to be a gun dealer. One of the other things that they're going to require you to get a federally licensed to be a gun dealer is if you rent a table. At a gun show. Now, uh, you know, I assume some of your listeners have been to gun shows, and they know that a lot of the tables there, maybe even most of the tables, aren't even selling guns. Yeah. But they're going to be required to get a, a federally licensed dealer uh, license. Uh, John, hold on to that thought. The table. Hold on to that thought. When we come back, I want to pick up on that as well, too, and I have a follow-up question for you regarding the new ATF rule, and then we're going to shift over to the FBI. We'll be right back. At Daniel Defense, we do things a little differently. First of all, every one of our products, from top to bottom, is made right here in America with pride. So much pride, in fact, that we don't sell factory seconds. No, if we make a mistake, we scrap it and start over. We're not finished until it's made right. And that commitment to quality doesn't end once a product is out the door. Whether you're the first owner or the last, if anything goes wrong with your Daniel, we'll make it right. Because that's the right thing to do. Daniel Defense. Freedom. Passion. Precision. 
Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. AAR listeners, you know I love my barbecue and you know I love my fire pits. I've searched forever to find the perfect fire in cooking wood and for the last two years I've used nothing but cutting edge firewood. Cutting edge firewood is perfectly kiln dried, mold, moisture, and pest free. It lights with one match. It burns longer and hotter than that nasty big box crap you've been using. Shipped nationwide in boxes or racks and is cut in your choice of chunks, 8 inch splits, or 16 inch logs. Choose white oak, cherry, or hickory for that perfect fire or wood cooking experience. Visit cuttingedgefirewood.com today and use what we use here at AAR Ranch. The gold set from North American Arms. These beautiful mini revolvers are plated in 24 karat gold and are available in calibers 22 short, 22 long rifle, and 22 magnum. Available individually or as a set, each mini is equipped with synthetic white pearl grips, matching serial numbers, and a beautiful walnut display case with glass top. The gold set for a limited time at North American Arms. To add one, two, or three of these beautiful mini 24 karat gold plated revolvers to your collection, visit NorthAmericanArms.com today. Gun owners across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions. So call us today or have your agent call us, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show. Indeed, visit DanielDefense.com. Get on their email list. I got another email from them. I'm still waiting to open it when I get some time because I like to sink my teeth into it. 
Great stuff. DanielDefense.com. Freedom, passion, and precision, and they mean it. You can also visit TheDoubleDFoundation.org and support their efforts in supporting youth shooting sports, not only in this country, but around the world. They're doing God's work over there, Marty and Cindy. So support them. Throw five bucks at them if you can. Couch change. Doesn't make any difference or more if you can afford it and help them. These are the people that are coming up behind us. And that's exactly what we need to do is bring new, young, great shooters into what we enjoy doing and talking about. Welcome back to Armed American Radio Six Hour Studios. Daniel Defense Mike's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance. We've got one more segment with Dr. John Lott. Let's get back into it. Dr. Lott, the question I have for you regarding the ATF, and you, I'm glad you mentioned it because what you were talking about in the previous segment is the Biden administration's efforts to close their phony, quote-unquote, gun show loophole. Now, you've mentioned that if someone even rents a table, and as we all know, there's a lot of people that sell things at tables at gun shows that have nothing to do with guns. That could be anything from war memorabilia to, to great beef jerky or whatever it may be. Knives or something like knives, that. You know, or all kinds of stuff, yeah, some really cool books. stuff. Yeah. So how will the ATF know if I choose to sell John Lott a gun from my personal collection? How will the ATF know? Uh, well, I mean, if you're at a gun show, then uh, the very fact that you have registered there, they have your name and they'll go and require that you have to, you know, have a license. Uh, you know, if they're just talking about you selling to somebody, you know, I assume, you know, they may catch somebody doing something else that's wrong, and then they'll try to flip them to go and say, okay, you've gotten these guns, where have you gotten them from, and uh, and try to, you know, offer them some type of plea deal. But if they go and testify against somebody else, they'll go and, uh, you know, they'll drop the charges for them on whatever crime they may have gotten them otherwise on. Um, and they may have undercover agents going around and trying to buy guns. Uh, you know, there are lots of different ways that they can go and try and do it, this kind of standard policing policy. Well, let's take uh, two other areas about the ATF that we don't really talk about too much. And that's the, well, the you know, the alcohol and tobacco part of the uh -huh. ATF. And over 480,000 people, it's estimated, die from tobacco usage in the United States every year. 480,000. Automobile accidents, I don't know what the number is, but it's up there in the tens of thousands annually. Doesn't it 40,000 or so. 40,000. Doesn't it seem, I guess this ties in, too, with the phony numbers. And you, you mentioned in a piece as well and in a tweet that you put out the other day, that, you know, Biden continues the lies with the guns are you know, leading cause of death of children and so forth. Why isn't the ATF right. focused over there at over a half a million deaths every year with the ATF, which we never see or hear anything about the ATF doing anything about that, but coming after law-abiding dealers and not actually working the streets of Chicago and Philadelphia and Baltimore and New York and Boston or wherever Democrat-run city where all of these numbers are coming from? Right. Well, I mean, the vast majority of murders in the United States, about 56 percent of the murders occur in two percent of the counties. Uh, you have over 70 percent, something like 75 percent of the murders occur in in five percent of the counties. So, you know, and even within those counties, 
in the 2%, uh, you have about two th almost two-thirds of their murders occur within 10-block areas. So murders in the United States are extremely heavily concentrated in tiny areas. It's basically drug-gang-type activity that's there. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure, to be honest, what the ATF can do to stop uh drug gangs from getting a hold of guns any more than we've been successful in stopping drug gangs from getting illegal drugs. It's not like a drug gang can go to the police and say, look, this other gang stole our drugs. Can you help us get them back? They have to set up their own little militaries in order to protect that extremely valuable property that they have. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to find ways of bringing in the drugs, and they're going to find it's probably just as easy for them to find ways of bringing in the, the weapons that they need to protect that valuable property that they have. But, you know, uh, obviously, you want to put law enforcement where the crime is. You don't want to put it in other places. Well, the crime isn't occurring in, in lawful gun shops. The crime right. is well, occurring at gun shows. You know, somebody making a mistake on a form is being arrested and losing their livelihood. And the, it's clear where the ATF is focusing here. Right. It's, it's clear. Well, you just to had a case. I, this was reading about a few days ago in Texas, in North Texas. There was a man, uh, a disabled individual who uh, apparently 16 and 15 years ago had made uh, a couple uh, paperwork mistakes, typos on uh, 4473s, and uh, the Obama administration had looked at it and basically said, look, this was a mistake, but it's trivial and consequential, and so they closed the books on it. Uh, the guy has made no paperwork mistakes over the intervening 15 years. But the Biden administration is opening up those, reopening those old cases that they closed uh, in order to try to take away, in order to take away his license. And so, you know, you're having extreme cases like that. I mean, Biden claimed that he was doing this just to go after rogue gun dealers that were selling guns out of the back mm -hmm. of their stores to criminals willfully mm -hmm. doing it. But that's not who they're actually going after. These cases have absolutely nothing to do with those types of crimes. Yeah, and it's you the anti-gun groups that are calling just, them bad apple gun dealers, right? Go ahead, John. Right, and it's just not that. I mean, this other parts of this of bipartisan Safer Community Act, one of the other parts of it is uh, they're taking away any federal money from any public schools that have any uh, riflery teams or archery teams or have any hunter safety classes uh, that are there, have any archery classes or whatever, anything that has to do with teaching people or involving people with the use of dangerous weapons, uh, they're going to lose uh, their federal funding. And public schools across the country on average get about 9% of their money from the federal government. So my guess is we're not going to have any more archery teams at uh, any schools uh, in the United States pretty soon. Any more, I mean, of course, you know, we've been having all these murders with archery going on in the country right now. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I read a lot about that every day. Yeah. yeah, it's it's John, I appreciate you bringing this to our attention, and I appreciate you talking about it. 
on Armed American Radio. In about 20 seconds, where can people go to get everything that you put out? Well, people can find more at our website at crimeresearch.org, crimeresearch.org. And it has stuff on this uh, report on the FBI active shooting reports and others that I was pretty proud of that we put out at the end of last week that I think is very important. So crimeresearch.org. Crimeresearch.org. John, I'm looking forward to seeing you in just a couple weeks in Phoenix at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. Crime Prevention Research Center. That's Dr. John Lott founder and you can read everything he does at crimeresearch.org we didn't get a chance to go into the fbi but we'll likely talk with john on the sunday broadcast about what about that coming up lots more to talk about coming up in six minutes after the hour don't go away we'll be right back on the flip side Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425 Four five four seventy twelve. 